Hello, and welcome to the Debatables Podcast. I'm your host, Tamika Young. I am here with my handsome co-host, Alonzo. <laughs> and um, we are coming on this episode to speak on homeschool. Um, we want to talk to you guys about why we chose to homeschool, um, maybe share with you guys some of the requirements for our state. Um, I'll also leave a link where you can also find the requirements for all states. Um, but we're just going to talk about homeschool. Now, before we get started, by no means, I am, am are we an expert on homeschool? We are not professional teachers. We do not wish to bash or talk down to anyone who has their kids in public school or who can't or choose not to homeschool. That is not what we're doing. This is solely to share with you all our journey, our experience thus far with homeschool to educate you guys on the little bit on the knowledge that we do know. And just to start a conversation, give you something to think, to think about just alone today and me being at work, I heard like two or three people complain about the school that their kids were going to and the issue they were having. And I wanted so bad just to yell homeschool, but that would have been out of line. So I didn't do it, but it wouldn't have been out of line. <laughs> um, I don't think people think about it or think that it is even an option, especially I feel within our community. And when I say that, I'm in the black community. Like, I don't think people actually think about it and know that that's a choice that they have or realize yeah, it's a choice that they have. Um, they probably don't think it's a realistic choice or, or an option. Some, mm-hmm. not all, but from what I've seen in our community and stuff like that, it seems like they don't, it's not even talked about much. Yeah, it's not yeah. talked about. Like, I feel like going into homeschool journey, um, I felt the same way I did. And this is just, to be honest, just pure ignorance and not knowing um, but I felt the same way about homeschool that I felt about breastfeeding. Like breastfeeding wasn't something that was talked about or educated or, or even, you know, something that I felt we were supposed to do. Um, and when I thought about breastfeeding, I thought about a, I thought about a Caucasian woman because that's what I saw on TV. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see women around me breastfeeding their babies. And so when it came to homeschool, it was the same thing. Like homeschool. Black people don't homeschool their kids. Like, what? That's an option? We can do that? And so, and I think that other people probably have that same... There are other people that have that same mentality and don't realize it. It's just their thing. And, you know, so homeschool, what? White people homeschool their kids. We don't homeschool our kids. It's an ass. It's a school. And not even thinking that it is an option and it's something that you can do. So, um, we can go into why we chose homeschool. Yeah. Um, so, um, it wasn't my idea for sure. It was my husband's idea for sure. Um, something that he brought to my attention. Um, I was a stay at home mom, um, and I had stopped working. So I was home with the kids, um, making sure Mira was going to school, coming home and I was home with Elijah um and so but we made it that way so you can homeschool yes that was i mean it was the plan before you became a a stay-at-home mom yes yes um but what why like why like what was your why what was my decision or why your why 
so my mom is a, a a teacher. And your sister. And my sister now. And my sister mm-hmm. are teachers in the public school system. But um, even coming up, it was talked about and stuff like that. I don't know. Said my dad was always um, borderline conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. Well, but still is. Still is. He still is. <laughs> well, probably worse now. But so he, he would always bring up things to think about and stuff like that. The system and all these things. So these are these are always these are these are ideas that were put into my mind. You know, into my awareness, thinking about the school system and things like that. But um, just thinking about it, even going through school and looking at things and all that, just realizing that most of my education was after school was over with, mm-hmm. and it was self-educated. Once mm-hmm. I started to um, look into things, most of, you know what I'm saying? Most of it was self-taught. Like I would go seeking knowledge and then, then it would come to me mm-hmm. like it was it's amazing how much i didn't know going through the school system mm-hmm. so that alone made me realize that it's not really designed to empower people and the school system is designed to create workforce <sighs> i.e slaves basically so with that in mind, I did not want my children to go through this. And um, once I realized that it was really, really possible, you know what I'm saying, I um, could make enough money to support you being home mm-hmm. that I decided to go for it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, so, um, like he was saying, he made it possible for me to be a stay-at-home mom, and so I was able to homeschool, or to begin our homeschool journey. Um, at first I was skeptical, skeptical about it, um, I had so many doubts, um, I was worried, I was concerned, um, that me just having, I took college courses, but I did not graduate college from college, um, but just me being just being a high school graduate and having a few college credits, like was I able or capable of teaching my daughter, do- teaching our children, not just my daughter, but teaching um, our children, period. Um, and and not failing them. Like, I think that was one of my fears was like I felt like I was going to fail them, that I wasn't going to do a you, good job. Yeah, you weren't good enough. Um, but then I thought about like, shit, I can't do no worse than the school system. Yeah, um, <laughs> that like I felt like, you know what I'm saying, and so, um, those those fears like quickly just left me, and it came to a point where I was just like just trying to figure out um, what resources I had as far as um, where to find the information to tell me. Or, you know, to help me with, you know, what are the requirements? Where, what do I need to do? Um, what are those state laws? Like, like just finding out that information so that I'm able to do it the correct way. Because another fear I had that I had heard horror stories about people choosing to homeschool their kids and then they getting arrested 
um, getting arrested and their kids being taken from them because they didn't have any type of record showing that they were being homeschooled. And so that the state was saying that they weren't in public school and that's against the law. And then their kids were being taken from them, like just crazy, bizarre stories. Fear, yeah, fear yeah. but I was afraid of that. I'm like, if I take my kid, take a time, the mirror is the only one in school. So if I take her out of school and she's not going to school, then the police gonna come to my door like, why ain't she in school? Take my babies from me, put me in jail. And it's like, my babies are in the system now. And it was just, again, another fear I had. Um, but once I actually was able to do the research and find out what I needed to do, like a lot of those fears, they just went away. Yeah. And once you started to realize it's not as hard. A lot of, I mean, that's with fear, period. Yeah. It's, it's Most of it's imaginary. It's in your head. I mean, there are things to think about, mm-hmm. but um, don't let fear stop you from doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's it with anything. <laughs> anything, anything, yeah. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, so my original why is because my husband came to me with this. Um, but I think um, as every day, I think, not every day, I'll say every week maybe, um, I add a new why to, to why we're homeschooling. Um, um, freedom, so much freedom, flexibility. My children aren't going to be, um, put into a box when it comes to their education and what they want to learn and how they want to learn it. Um, um, because there's things that my children are interested in or that they want to learn that public school system would never teach them. Um, and so I'm glad that we're in a place where we can do that. For example, Swahili, sign language. Um, Amir actually wanted to learn cursive handwriting, so we're doing that as well this year. And so she's learning Swahili, sign language, and cursive handwriting this year alone. Those are things that would have never been taught to her in public school. Not in the ones in our, in our, our vicinity. Area, yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, so yeah, freedom, flexibility, um, we can homeschool anywhere, anytime. We don't have to be on a set schedule. We make our own schedule. Um, you know, flexibility, love it. Um, freedom, they get to learn what they want to learn. Um, probably repeat myself. Let's see what else. Um, I get to spend more time with them, um, which I am so grateful for. I get to spend more time with them. I get to learn from them because they teach me every day who they are and and how they are and how they prefer to be taught and all that stuff. Um, so I'm learning from them. I get to spend more time with them. Um, with When Amir was younger, I was working all the time. And so I didn't get to spend, like how I get to spend time with Elijah now as in his toddler years. I didn't spend those years with Amir. Um, but now, like, now that she's becoming, like, a young lady, she's, you know, she's a little preteen, she has her little moments where you can get your attitude, but, you know, it's all about, you know, her becoming herself, and so I get to spend more time with her now, and I even think that we're becoming very, we're becoming closer, um, now that she's been home with us. Yeah, um, um that's, that's definitely one of the main important things. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you think about it and you do the math. The average person will say we work 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a child is at school. How often? If they go from 
they leave the house at seven o'clock in the morning and they don't come back till mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. Eight to two is eight two to six hours a day times seven. You said eight to two, I said seven to four. Because they're in school from eight to and they gotta They're away from the house. Okay, away from the house. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> away from the house. Mm-hmm. From seven till four. Mm-hmm. That's nine hours, right? Eight to five is a nine hour day. Mm-hmm. Eight hour day. Mm-hmm. So we'll say, we'll say, added, we could put 40 hours there too. Yeah, basically. It's 40 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Times five. Mm hmm. I times mean, four, five? I'm talking about times four weeks out the month. Mm hmm. Times four. Mm-hmm. How much time are you really spending with your family? Mm-hmm. And so that so basically, so basically the school in turn is like raising your child. They have a, they have a bigger the people at school, the teachers, the other kids. They have a bigger influence on your children than you. Than you do, especially yeah. when they're spending most of the time there. Whether or not you want to admit that, mm-hmm. they're spending more time at school than they are with you. And then when they are home, a lot of the times we're distracted with television or the phone or. <clears throat> Whatever else the case Life. may be, mm-hmm. so um, it definitely brings the family unit closer together when yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah, I feel like me and Amir have gotten real close, and that makes me really happy. Um, and me and her have got so close. It also makes me happy that um, she's able to be herself now. Yeah, like I felt like that was something that she struggled with um, in school. Um, A lot of children do. Yeah, like just being herself and like just being around other girls and them being mean and just or just not knowing they don't know themselves either. So they're around you're around an environment. It's just pushing certain expectations on each other. You got to look a certain way. You got to do this. Certain type of shoes. You need these and all that to fit in. Yeah, like just like a whole bunch of like just BS and stuff that don't matter. And so now institution. Okay, we have to stop it. So I can reset it. So like once it hits 15, we'll, we'll come to, like once you see it hitting 15, some kind of stopping point so it doesn't look so strange in between the, uh, the cuts. Maybe we'll stop and look at each other or whatever. And then when I hit play again, we'll sit back in the same position, look at each other again, and then go again. That makes sense? <laughs> yeah. Until we figure it out. Because we got it. That's, the, that's how we got it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's able to be herself now. Find and out who she is. Yeah, and I'm just loving, like I'm I'm so grateful. I'm so glad that I'm able to to be a part of it and to watch her, like to watch her grow and to be able to educate her and talk to her and, you know, just give her all the things I feel that she needs or even what she feels that she needs because I'm real big on allowing her because she didn't have a choice. She didn't have a choice on whether she wanted to be homeschooled or not. But within our homeschool curriculum, she does have a choice in what she learns. Um, I let her have a big voice in that. Um, Of course, she does have to do the basics um, as far as like the normal things that are required. But when it comes to anything else, she she has a say so. She has a say so on um, how often she learns certain things or what she's learning and how she's learning it. She hurt my feelings today and told me she didn't eat my soap. 
but I'm glad, like, I'm glad she's gotten to that point. Um, um, I do talk about homeschool quite often on my blog, everywomanim.com. Check that out. I also have a YouTube channel where I also do weekly homeschool confessions. Also is um, I Am Every Woman on YouTube. We'll leave the links below. But um, I did a, just a quick story time. I did a, a tip, uh, was in September. And the tip was, um, um, it was uh, basically saying, uh, give them, allow them, give them the responsibility to get their assignments completed, assignments and tasks completed. So basically don't micromanage them to get their work done. Like give them their responsibility, tell them, you, you know, they must know their expectations and then give them their work and let them do the work. And, and so they, and so like give them due dates and all this and that so that they get the work done where you can step away and maybe focus on another child or do other things in the house. And so that was my task last month, one of my tips last month. And then today she told me she didn't need me. And so it was like a bittersweet moment where she said like she didn't need me or she didn't need my help or if she needed, she's like, if I need help, I'll let you know, or I'll come get you. I can do it. And at the same time, and you be taking stuff personal. No, you gotta, no, you gotta I was joke. I was joking. I really was joking. Like, okay, it's a bit, it's bittersweet. Like I do, I am in my feelings a little bit, <laughs> but at the same time, listen, at the same time, I'm proud of her. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's a bittersweet because my baby, she's my baby. She's my baby. So, and one, and on one hand, I'm like, but well, dang, she don't need my help. She was like, because she was like, no, you go relax until Lonzo gets home. That's what she told me for real. Like she's like, no, you can go relax until Lonzo get home. If you need, if I need help, I'll come get you. And I was like, all right, then I'm going in my room. And so, you know, it's it's bittersweet. So it makes me kind of sad, but at the same time, I'm super proud of her. Like I am so proud of her. And the progress that she's made. Because last year was a struggle. Yeah. Last year was a struggle because she wanted to go back to public school. She was missing her friends. Um, and so it was a real struggle last year. But this year, so far, has been running smoothly. Yeah. So smooth. Like, I'm surprised how smooth it's been running. It's been running real smooth. Like, even if I'm not home, she'll text me, Mama, I don't have my worksheets or I don't have this for this. Where is it? And then I'll tell her how to get it. She's like, okay, I got it. And she keeps it moving. So, um, and we talk about things like she's still having trouble with Swahili. So me, so that's, she said, that's what she wants me to help her with. She don't want me to help her with math or with science. She wants me to help her with Swahili. Cause she said that she's struggling in Swahili this year. And so she, so we talked today and she said, I do want you to help me with Swahili. So we're going to work on Swahili. Yeah. Um, I'm going to probably have to find her good tutor, yeah. Somebody who speaks quietly. <laughs> I have I have somebody in mind though. She's on um, Instagram. I have to look, and, and one of her coaches actually speaks Swahili. I think. All right. Well, if anybody speaks Swahili, please comment and you know I we need, need we need some help. I'm outsourcing on Swahili because yeah. I don't know it either. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah. So what I want to do real quick is I do want to. Because um, people are probably wondering what are the requirements for homeschooling. And again, this is only for the state of South Carolina. Um, all, every state is different. Um, some states probably have similar laws or similar requirements. But I'm only going to speak to the state that I live in, which is South Carolina. Again, I will leave the link to, I don't know the, um, 
the website by heart, but I will leave the link to the website where you actually go on and it has like all the states and you just pick your state and it'll tell you the requirement for your state. Um, so, but real quick, I'll go over the ones for our state. So, um, you may think that, oh, homeschooling, like I have to be, I have to have a degree or I have to have this certain amount of education. You don't. Let me say this again. You don't. So as a parent, you must have at least a high school diploma or a GED. That's it. To be able to teach your child. Um, and I think that who is better to teach your child than you? Like you teach your child, their child gets from you their first words. You teach your child their colors, their ABCs, how to say their name, how to spell their name. Like you teach, you teach your child this at an early age. So who better than to teach them anything else throughout life, right? Especially when it comes to the education and you being able to 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 shape and mold it however you want to. Um, you must teach at least 180 days. Now you can go over that, but you must do at least 180 days, all right? You must teach the required subjects, which is reading, writing, math, and science, reading, writing, math, science, and social studies. And in the grades in high school, so 7 through 12, you must teach composition in, lit in literature. Um, and um, it's also suggested that you keep some type of portfolio or keep track of your days. So the way that we do it is I, um, I use a, a website called Lesson Track. And I'll also leave the link to them below. And you guys use my referral code. I'll also leave that below. But I use this website called Lesson Track. And what it does is it allows me to put in on our assignments in for the whole week. And um, I can keep a track of her attendance. And I can also keep a track of the assignments that she's completing. And so that's my that's how I keep track of it. And I also keep like a portfolio of any of major things that she's doing. Like when she does certain artwork or certain um like writing assignments like i keep those type of things just to keep track now this is for you to be able to keep track so that just in case you have some issues or somebody like are you homeschooling your child are you doing this you have your proof it's just a paper trail for you to be like you don't have to report it to anybody but it's for you to keep okay so in the state of south carolina there's three different options when it comes to homeschooling and i have to look them look at them because i don't remember them by heart Bear with me. All right. So there's three different options in the state of South Carolina. The first option is, um, let's see. Um, state. I'm sorry. Um, the option one allows the parents to homeschool their children under the support of the school district with the following conditions. Obtain approval from the district, board of trustees, teach the required subjects, Maintain records, submit a semi-annual progress report, ensure your student has access to library facilities, test your child annually. Now, I did not choose this option. Well, we did not choose this option because I was like, well, what's the point of me being under the, or what's the point of us being under the school district if she's going to be homeschooled? Like she might just be going back to public school. Um, and so I just didn't feel that that was a good, I, I didn't want to ask the the school board for permission to be able to teach my child um so i didn't go with that option again there's going to be i'm going to leave all the links to this information i also have 
um, a printable, which is free on my website, Every Woman I Am. And it has all of this information as well as my type web, my top websites that I like to use for homeschool. Again, and it's free. Um, the second option, option two, um, allows parents to homeschool their children with the support of a South Carolina Association of Independent Homeschool. Um, and then option three is um, allows parents to choose a homeschool association, which has no fewer than 50 members and meets the homeschool requirements. OK, so option two and option three are very, very similar, similar. Um, but option three is the one that we chose. So the reason why I chose option three is because it was it allowed us more freedom. Um, and so what we had to do is um, we had to join a homeschool association. And so basically what a homeschool association is, is basically an accountability partner is what I like to how I like to think of them. Like they help you to to hold you accountable. Um, the one that we are a part of, um, we only have to report to them twice a year. Um, and that is halfway through the year, which is in December. And then again, at the end of the year, um, most homeschool association charges you a small fee to be a part of the homeschool association. It's more like a, for them to be able to like send you your membership card and your, your paperwork and all that stuff. So it just pays for that. It's like $10 maybe, um, per, and then like an additional couple of dollars per child. Um, but it's like $10 for the family, um, but most homeschool associations charge that. And then, like I said, they send your documentations for you to have every year because you have to register every year. Send your documentation saying that you are part of the homeschool association. Send your little membership card. And then you're, you're part of the homeschool association. They don't dictate what you learn. I mean, they don't dictate what you teach, how you teach it. Um, all the access that you keep your portfolio and your um, attendance again, for your records to cover your behind, or if they were to get audited, you also would get audited. And so you will have that information, not saying that it will happen, but keep good records, keep good records. Um, and so that's it. Um, again, we chose, I chose that option because I felt like it gave me more freedom, more flexibility to do what I wanted to do within my household, without, within our household, within our curriculum. Um, um, the process for actually taking Amir out of public school was um, pretty easy um, because she ended her 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 school year in third grade. And so she wasn't returning to fourth grade, so I didn't have to re-register her fourth grade. Um, and the homeschool association just sent a, a notification to the school saying that she would not be homeschooled. She's a hard part of the homeschool association. Now, you may be wondering, like, do you have to actually tell them what the child and all this and that? No, you don't. When you register for a homeschool association, all you do is tell them the name of your school. So you get to name your school, the name of your school, how many children and what grade levels. Um, and I'll tell you why I do this about grade levels in a minute. But what grade level they're in. <clears throat> what grade level they're in. And... um. That's it. That's all the information that you give them, their address and all that stuff. And that's all the information you give them because they report that information to the district as the, as numbers, but not the actual child's name. Um, but yeah, so that's why we chose that. The homeschool association, sometimes they have like little like play dates type things or they have field trips 
or you know like things for you to participate like as a group um but we don't do those things and i'll tell you why in just a minute so like i was saying the homeschool association like again they're just our part accountability partner um they just make sure that you meet the requirements by reporting to them they don't call you they don't email you they don't bother you at, at all like they're there if you need them um, for support, but they don't bother you. And like I said, you send in their um, report twice a year. They ask you, are you still homeschooling? Are you still keeping track, like the half a year? Are you still keeping track of your records? Um, are you teaching the required subjects? You hit yes, send in a report, you're done. The end of the year, they ask you, did you complete 180 days? Yes, did you teach the subjects? Yes, do you keep your portfolio? Yes, and then you're done. And then you re-register for the rest of the year. For the next year again you can do more than 180 days but the minimum is 180 days um we usually do more than 180 days just because that's just how it works out and mom this year we're most definitely doing more than 180 days because we're only going to have a month last year we took two months off first summer this year we just take a one month off um because she'd be getting comfortable <laughs> she'd be getting comfortable and so um yeah, so that's why we chose option three. Also, the homeschool associations, they do have like little play dates and different things for the kids to do together. Um, they have like little dances and they have little field trips for us to go and socialize with other homeschool parents and other kids. Um, we used to go to those, but we don't anymore. And I'll tell you why. Um, so I don't know if it's just me Um or what, but I would always feel like, you ever feel like you're a part of a special group, but you're still the outsider within the group? All the time. So that's how I felt with me and our kids. Um, I felt like we would go to these events and we'd go to these things. And it's not like they were being malicious against us, they were being mean to us, or they were like intentionally like leaving us out. But that's how it always felt. Like it always felt like, we were there, but we weren't being seen. Um, and I didn't want, I, I, if I could feel that energy and feel like that, I know my kids felt it and I don't want them to feel that way. And so um, we do our own thing. I, I schedule our own field trips. Um, I think the first field trip we're going on this year is we're actually going to go, um, go to a mine and dig up some crystals, mm -hmm. which I can't wait for that. Um, but um, so we stopped going because, like I said, I felt like we were a part of this group or the homeschool group, this special group. But at the same time, we were outsiders like we didn't. There weren't many people that looked like us in the group. And so I felt very like we didn't like we just like I tried multiple times and we just wasn't clicking with anyone. I wasn't clicking with any of the moms. Amir would be real standoffish to the other kids like she wasn't comfortable. And so. I'm I'm not about being in an environment where yeah where we're not comfortable where we're not feeling invited and so like I said we just do our own thing um, and it's easier for us that way. Um, a goal of mine's is to hopefully create my own homeschool group um, because um, I am speaking on homeschool and the experience and how I feel as if there's not enough of us being represented and when I say us I do mean the black community I don't feel as if there's enough of us being represented within the homeschool community and so I am a goal of mine is to create um a, a space where we are represented on a bigger scale than what we are 
And so that when people think of homeschool families, they're not just thinking of Caucasian white families. They're thinking about any and every race, any and every body when it comes to homeschool, not just a certain group of people, because we homeschool our kids too. Um, it's very evident. Um, I'm glad that my friend, she started homeschooling her son this year and I've been helping her with that. So just building the community and just letting it be known that like this isn't something that that people that black people don't do like we do. We do homeschool our kids and it, it is an option for us to be able to homeschool our kids, even with working, because my friend, she's a single mom and she was working and she still chose to homeschool her kid. And so that just goes to show like it's very, very possible. You just have to make the commitment that that's something that you want to do for your child or for your children. Um, but that that's the requirements. And again, I'll leave the links to where you can get my printable, which is free. It has all this information on the laws as well as my top sites that I like to use for homeschool. Um, I'll also leave the link for the website where you can actually find your requirements for your state if you're not in the state of South Carolina. And I'll also leave the um, referral code for lesson track, which is something that I love and I live by when it comes to homeschool. Um, anything you want to say about homeschool? Um, I just highly recommend it. If you, if you're in a position, there's just something that you've been thinking about that by all means pursue it. Um, and I was, I was, I was, my husband and I both were um, in the public school system and we know how it didn't work for us. Yeah. I mean, we turned out all right. But, we did. I, but what I'm saying is, uh, I have people close to mine that are in the public system as far as like teaching. Like mm-hmm. I said, my sister and my mother are both teachers. And I've noticed. Even in school, like I said, things were pretty bad. Um, from my understanding, it is getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is nationwide or just in our area, but um, teachers aren't getting paid. Mm-hmm. So, in effect, we're getting people that are not qualified for the job. And if we do have people that are qualified for the job, again, like I said, they're not getting paid that much. On top of that, the classes are too large. They're packed. Mm -hmm. You got some instances where there are 40 kids to one teacher in a class. How do you expect to for your child to learn anything in an environment like that? There's no way. Um, there's so many distractions on a daily basis that that you're not your your child is not leaving with much information. Even if it is a competent teacher, they're catching hell mm-hmm. because they're doing more of a babysitting act than um, teaching. Because it's hard for them to even do their job, and especially in a classroom full of people. And even if they are, how can they? Your maybe your child needs help individually on certain things. How can, you know, a teacher cannot give 40 kids. A teacher couldn't give 20 kids Mm -hmm. the attention that's needed Mm -hmm. for each and every one of them to learn. Um, 
it's just things to think about. If 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 you are interested in doing it, I would recommend it to anybody. Um, one thing I wanted to say really quickly is also is if your child isn't in public school, which nine times out of ten they are, pay attention to the grades that the teachers are sending home. And I'm going to go into a story time real quick. Um, pay attention to the grades that they're sending home. So they may be sending home grades that your your child is passing. Your child is making such and such grades. So you think your child is doing well. You think your child is doing good. And I'm speaking from this from personal experience. You think your child is doing good or your child is passing or your child is in AAP classes, which in elementary is basically like an advanced class. So um, advanced LEA class, advanced math class. So you think, oh, my baby's smart. My baby doing good. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then they don't know anything. Um, and so, again, talking to people we know who actually teach in the school system is and, uh, and just experience with our own child like we know that they are just pushing these kids along when they shouldn't be. Yeah, it's just not. Again, it's not designed. Yeah, it's to just, to for your kid to learn anything. This it's. Um, I hate to say that I hate to go there, but I mean, hey, it is what it is. It's an indoctrination. It's a institution. Your your kid is being institutionalized. They're not there to become an intelligent human being. Mm-hmm. They're there to supply a workforce. So, um, yeah, so they're just pushing them along. Now, I know this for sure because, again, Amir, our oldest, she was in AAP, which is an advanced ELA class and an advanced math class. Um, And so I figure, hey, she's good. Like, she's smart. She's, you know, she's passing her classes, she's at a little bit of a higher level than a normal child at her age would be. At least that's what I thought. She was bringing home A's and B's, passing her classes, doing well. Or so I thought. So Amir finished public school in third grade, fourth grade, fourth grade. And I didn't explain that, but I'll explain it. Um, fourth grade, um, she was uh, our first year in homeschool. She did not know multiplication. And when I say she did not know multiplication, she did not know basic multiplication. She could not tell me what nine times eight was off the top of her head. It literally took her like five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes, or sometimes she would just say, I don't know, to tell me what a simple math problem, a simple multiplication problem was. Simple multiplication, single digit multiplication. And so when I realized that, like, that was a big eye-opener for me. Like, how how are you supposed to be in... How is my baby supposed to be going in the fourth grade? And she don't know basic multiplication. But y'all telling me that she's in advanced math classes. Y'all telling me that she's making A's and B's in math. She doesn't know basic multiplication. How? Yeah. How? How did that... That, that did not make sense to me. And that just opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, heck no. You're not going back. Like, no, we about to do this. And so we spent months on multiplication and she wanted to hurry up and go to like, um, she was ready to get into angles and, and finding the area of stuff. Like she was ready to get into geometry. 
as far as math. She was ready to get into all of that. But I had to explain to her, you need multiplication to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, like to find the area is length is is length times width. How are you gonna find length times width when you don't even know basic multiplication? Length times width times height, but that's beside yeah, the point. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm talking back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. Yes, mm-hmm. but how you? I mean, but that's that's multiplication. Like how how are you going to be able to do that when you don't even know basic multiplication? Yeah. So uh, that's another thing. Like we're able to stay on a subject. Or stay on a topic within a subject or whatever. Stay on it until she gets it. There's no, oh, we don't got time. We moving on to the next thing like they were doing public school. Or no, I don't have time to stay behind and teach you because you're only one child that needs extra help. I got to teach all these other kids. We got to move on. And then that child is stuck on this whatever whatever it is and being frustrated as they move along because she needs this basic math to be able to do everything else. So if she doesn't get that, she struggles in everything else. And so that's something else that I'm so glad we get to do in homeschool. Like we stay on the subject. I don't care how long it is. We can stay on it for a week, for a month, two or three months. We're staying on it until you get it, until you understand it, until you grasp the full concept of it. And that's another plus for me with homeschool. Um, but that that just that situation opened my eyes up big time. Big time. Yeah. So, um, and why I do quotations when I say grades is because I don't really want to be stuck into the system of grades or her being um put into a box of certain of grades. So I don't so since we've started homeschooling, we don't really do I don't really do a grade type thing. Yeah, I mean we um, go by it to keep track as far as the school system goes. Yeah, but, but I don't really it's not she's not she's homeschooled. She's not in a grade. She's just homeschooled. Because I don't want her because technically she could be in sixth grade, but that's not to say that she's not on a seventh or eighth grade level. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. So that's like so I don't want her to be put into that box like, oh, I'm just in sixth grade. No, you're being homeschooled. You're being educated at your level, your individual level, not excuse me, at a level that um a system has placed on you. And so that's why I do quotations when I say great, there's certain grade levels. Cause I really don't try to stick to grades. Yeah. There's an, another word I wanted to introduce. What is it called? Erudition. Erudition. What's that? Erudition. That is what we're going to start saying instead of education. Erudition. He's looking it up. Y'all. So I, I have can never heard this word before. What the heck is duck, duck, and go? erudite. All right, you, you asking too many questions. Are you letting you let stuff out of the bag? <laughs> Deep, extensive learning, mm-hmm. knowledge, mm-hmm. scholarship, knowledge gained by study or from books and instruction, particularly learning in literature, history, antiquities, and languages as distinct from knowledge of the mathematical and physical sciences. So we are studying... Erudition. I mean, that's, this is what we're doing. We're not educating. All right. All right. Amir is going through the process of erudition. Erudition. There is a difference. There's a difference between education and erudition. Gotcha. Okay. We'll go into that later. <laughs> but just just to throw a word out there for mm-hmm. people to think about, like you said, you never heard that word before. I have not heard that word before. Well, 
we'll talk about it later. And then we'll get into <laughs> it in a later episode. I'm but pretty sure it will be a debate. Erudition. Um, but yeah, so that's a big eye opener. So just pay attention to um, your kids. Um, even with um, them sitting at home good grades doesn't necessarily mean that your kids are being educated or... Um, Oh, they're being educated. <laughs> Not in the way that you would hope. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I would go into running kind of long. So I would go into actually how our schedule is, but I'll save that for another episode um, on my um, YouTube channel. I am every woman. I am every woman. Um, also check out um, everywomanim.com. Also follow me on Instagram, all that jazz. Um, but yeah, homeschool life is good. Um, I'm enjoying it this year. It's been, like I said, it's been pretty easy. Last year, whew, like, but it was fight a struggle. Through it. Fight through it. It was a struggle. I almost sent her back, y'all. Check out my homeschool confessions where I, I talk about how I almost sent her back. But fight through it. Whew. It's always it's always worth it. It's yes, not, it's not yes. easy, but. It, it was very, very much worth it. And this, even she said this year, she was like, yeah, this year is easier. Like, she's yeah. not a struggle with her now. She's, she's. Which can change. Easy. Subjective. It might not always be easy. But yeah, regardless, yeah, right, fight, right now, fight through it. Yeah. No matter what, it's just worth it. And um, my number, okay, I have, I'm going to end with tips. Number one, if it doesn't work, change it. There's no point of beating a dead horse. If it doesn't work, change it. Change it today, change it tomorrow, change it next week. If you have to change it every day until you get it, change it. If you're thinking about homeschooling and you want to homeschool, or if you're just not starting on homeschooling and you realize like something's not working for you and your family or for you and your children, change it. Nothing is set in stone but stone. Change it. Um, two, if your child is at an age where they're able to voice their opinion when it comes to what they're learning, how they're learning, and how often they're learning, allow them to voice their opinion. Me and Amir have, I ask her every week, how are you feeling about homeschool? What do you need more help on? What do you, like, you know, just having a conversation with her and allowing her to tell me what she needs because um, her and her doing that it allows her to have a voice and it's also going to have teach her to have a voice, not only within homeschool and at home, but it's going to teach her how to have a voice throughout life. It's going to teach her how to speak up for herself when she knows something's not right or when she's not comfortable with something or when she needs something from someone. So she's going to be she's going to start that voice now, build that voice now. It shouldn't be, well, this is what I say. This is the way it's going to be. It shouldn't be that way with our children. We should talk to them, allow them to have opinions, allow them to have voices, build and grow those voices. What number was that? Two. Two. <laughs> um, number three, your journey is your journey. Don't compare your journey to anybody else's. What works for me and my family might not work for you and yours when it comes to the homeschool. Um, what works for Sally, Jean, whoever may not work for you. And what works for you may not work for me. Don't compare your life, your journey or the way you choose to educate your children, if you're homeschooling or choosing to homeschooling, don't allow that to um, to make you feel away or to make you feel like you're not doing enough or you're not doing the right job. 
Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's children are different. They learn different. They do things different. Don't compare. And the last thing, do not let outside people change your decision on homeschooling your children because there will be people who don't understand and who don't see the bigger picture that will try to put thoughts and feelings into your mind or into you and put those those energies or put their fears onto you to make you feel like you can't do it. Lies. It's all lies. Lies. You hear me? All lies. Like, don't allow them to do that. Find you a support group. Find you, hey, contact me. Reach out to me. I will listen. I will, if you ask me, I will give suggestions or input. Find you a tribe. Find you a group of people. Support system that are going to be in your corner, that's going to be supportive, that's going to to listen and and just be there for support, just an ear to listen when you're going through your tough times and your hard times when you're going to transition into homeschool. It's very possible. You can do it. I did it as a stay-at-home mom. I am now back working part-time and we're still doing it. Um, My friend, she was working full-time and she started doing it. It's very, very possible. You don't have to, to, to work a certain uh, you don't have your children don't have to 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 be homeschooled from eight to four. Um, it doesn't have to be set on the same school um, same schedule as a school schedule. It can be to your schedule. Um, we homeschool probably two or three hours a day. That's it, and we get everything done within that time frame. We don't homeschool all day. It does not take all of that. So it's very very possible to do it. I hope this video has been informative. I hope it has helped you in some way. I hope it has given you something to think about. Um, as I, as I'm in homeschool, I'm becoming more and more passionate about it. Um, it is something that when someone asks me a question or they say something about it, I'm like, "Ooh, let's talk about it." You know, like I'm becoming real passionate about it. Um, as I continue to learn more, just from my day to day experiences. Um, going through this journey, I want to share. We want to share them with you all. And we want you guys to, to think about it. Um, think about the, the school system and what they're doing to our babies and what they're not teaching them. And how. think about how you felt when you left high school and maybe went to college, even if it was just community college. I went to community college. I was confused as hell. I wasn't prepared at all. At all. And not saying that we want to raise our kids to go to college because they choose not to go to college. That's fine, too. But still, like you just. No one can do a better job than you. Again, I hope it has been informative. Any final thoughts, baby? No, just uh, go for it. If you, go, if you think for it go for it. it. Don't let anything it. stop you. I, I, I push homeschool like I push natural hair. Do it. Do it. Do it. Let it grow. do it Uh, again I hope this has been informative thank you guys so much for watching thank you so much for tuning in until next time peace and love holla peace